It's about you, your health, your family, and your community. This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Hope you're having a great weekend. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. As always, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can on social media. Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now. Like us there now. You can reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Or you can listen to the show anytime you like. Just head to your favorite podcast app. Anywhere you get your podcast and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. This morning, we begin with Julie Bogart. She is the creator of the award-winning Innovative Brave Writer program. She homeschooled her five now grown children for 17 years and is the founder of the Brave Learner Home. Her new book is titled Raising Critical Thinkers, A Parent's Guide to Growing Wise Kids in the Digital Age. It's our pleasure to welcome Julie Bogart. Good morning, Julie. How are you? I'm so good. Thanks for having me. Now, first of all, Julie, I understand that you are the founder of Brave Rider. Explain to us exactly what that is, Brave Rider. Brave Rider is my company that teaches writing and reading and language arts to families who want to participate in their kids' education, whether by homeschooling or supplementing school. All right, good. And so how long have you been doing that? I started Brave Rider in January of 2000, so it's been 22 years. And our goal is to invite kids to discover the joy of self-expression in writing while they grow their critical thinking skills. So we offer online classes and products that lead parents into that relationship that creates the best thinking and the best writing for their kids. Now, Julie, I understand that you homeschooled your own children for over 17 years. What led to your decision to homeschool your children? So I was living abroad when I first heard about homeschooling. I had friends who were homeschooling their children because they wanted them to have an American education and not the local education. So that was my first introduction. But once I started reading about the theory of home education, I got hooked. I loved the idea of participating. I am a natural academic by nature, and I just thought it would be so enriching to get to read aloud books with them, have big, juicy conversations about the topics they were learning about, and to just create that sort of family learning environment. Now, I did have kids who ended up going to Lakota West uh, for high school, and so not all of them did all their years of schooling at home, but I value all forms of education. I think what we really want is for parents to take an active role, no matter which model they choose for their family. Okay, and so you mentioned this a little bit, but you're local. You're here. You have Cincinnati ties. That's right. Who they? Yeah, yeah. who they? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, I've been living here since 1999, and I absolutely love Cincinnati. It has definitely become a, a home for me. And so, yeah, it's When I saw I was speaking to you, I was like, that feels great. (laughs) Now, let me ask you this now. You homeschooled, as we talked about, for 17 years. Now, in this world with this pandemic, a lot of people have turned to online learning, hybrid learning, remote learning. What advice would you have for parents, educators, and students alike there in terms of homeschooling and what you can bring to the table and what you know? Yeah, so this whole pandemic has really made homeschooling famous, right? Before it mm-hmm. used to just be for us weirdos who just were afraid of the <laughs> no. culture, right? That's, that's how everyone thought about it. Oh, believe me, <laughs> that is what people thought. But what we discovered when the pandemic swept through is that parents 
for the first time, we're getting a look at what was going on in the classroom and what kind of ideas were being taught and how much their children were either internalizing or not those ideas. So for the first time in a long time, parents feel very invested in what their kids are learning, and they want an active role in that experience. Now, they may not want to be home educators. They may not want to take the full responsibility, but I think we're seeing a revolution in what learning can be. And in my view, learning is best when it provides reading, experiences, and encounters, not just the digestion of authority-approved information on a test. And so if you're dealing with hybrid learning or, you know, this week school is on, next week it's off, what a parent can do that really enriches their kids' lives is to participate with them, play their online games, get out the board games, read books aloud with your kids. When they're doing homework, actually sit and talk about the process the student is experiencing. They're struggling provide help. This is something homeschoolers know they're allowed to do, and a lot of parents don't realize that they are permitted to actually model and help and get in there with their kids to ensure that learning is happening. All right. Now, Julie Bogart, the title of the book is Raising Critical Thinkers, A Parent's Guide to Growing Wise Kids in the Digital Age. Now, tell us about this new book and explain to us why you decided to write this book. So I feel like we're in a crisis, even among adults, where we feel compelled to have opinions about everything, no matter how little information we actually know or how much experience or background education we have in the topic. So as we're raising these children, you know, it's my belief that we will have a more humane world if we can actually learn to think well together, to not always see each other as combatants that we need to conquer, but as people we need to understand. Now, before I get criticized as thinking compassion and empathy is the goal, that isn't actually my goal. My goal is fascination. I want us to start to consider how the world makes coherent, logical sense to someone who's really different than me. Because once I understand what's at stake for that person, why they hold the views they hold, I can now include them in any solution I'm considering. But as long as they're evil and the enemy, we actually are in a zero-sum game where there's a winner and everyone else is the loser. And that just keeps being aided and abetted by the algorithms of social media and online search. Where we can start to see change is if we actually raise our children differently. If we spend time with them actually using online search, asking them really good questions like, You know, your friend said that vaping is great and they showed you a TikTok that is some teenager telling you it's safe. Let's ask some questions. First, why do you want vaping to be safe? What do you hope will be true? Why are you hoping that she's telling you the truth? Because underneath that is the motivation to either accept or reject her data. So we want to start with putting our kids in touch with how they come to these arguments, And then from there, we can say, well, let's take a look. Where did she get this data from? How do we know if this is a reliable source? Who says it's reliable? Do we trust them? Why do we or don't we? What's at stake for me as your parent? Why am I so naturally opposed to this TikTok? Once we have those kinds of conversations, we're starting to enter the arena of critical thinking. Now, do most kids believe everything they read online? 
No. In fact, I would even venture to say this. I think our kids today are more cynical and skeptical of what they read than parents in my age group, 40s, 50s, 60s, because we grew up without the Internet. So we have this habit of accepting authorities and believing there's one right answer. This generation is kind of aware there are a lot of different answers and experiences out there because they are witnesses to them. What they need is support so that they can actually go on that journey and not feel required to have a strong opinion so quickly. All right. Well, I know you're running out of time this morning, Julie, and I want to be conscious of your time here. If our listeners would like to find out more about your book, Raising Critical Thinkers, how can they find out more and why should they go out and buy the book? So I hope you'll buy it because I hope that you will be a part of this transformational moment where we actually have critical thinking as part of our social connection. The book is found at RaisingCriticalThinkers.com. There are buttons you can click to purchase, and there's a free downloadable book club companion guide if you want to read this book in conversation with your friends. All right. And with that, we're out of time this morning. Julie, the title of the book is Raising Critical Thinkers, A Parent's Guide to Growing Wise Kids in the Digital Age. The author, Julie Bogart, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. Who day? Who day? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Stick around. We'll be back with more Sunday Morning Magazine in a moment. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.